Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of All Ball Chicago. I'm your co-host, Robert Bobby Reed, and I got the legend, the NBA veteran, the McDonald's All-American, your host, Marcus, living in the building. What's up, Marcus? What's up, my beautiful people? He finna bust out that soul one of these days. And look, <laughs> we got a special guest up in here today. In my opinion, one of the Mount Rushmore big men from Chicago, uh, led Manly to the only state championship back in 1980, went on to Purdue, put up his numbers at Purdue, then get drafted by the Golden State Warriors in the first round, played several years over, overseas. Man, give it up for the big fella, Russell Cross, man. What's up, big fella? Hey, hey, what's going on, guys? Man, hey, all is well. Thanks for having me on today. Oh no doubt, no doubt. We had to, man. <laughs> like, like, we 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 had to dig in the crates. You know how you, when you DJ, man, you go back to them old school, <laughs> that that songs, the old school songs. You're like, man, I remember that jam. Yeah. Same thing, man. I remember, I remember Russell. You know, you doing your thing, man, on the West Side uh, at Manly High School. So we said, man, we got to get Russ on. And my man Bobby found you. You know, he's like, man, I got him, live. I got him. I said, man, yeah, I do. yeah. yeah. Yeah, so appreciate it, man. Yes, sir. And, uh, yes, sir. More you, you guys shows and you had some people on, uh, Terry and um, George, and uh, man, I'm just honored to be on here with you guys. And Marcus, you, I mean, you've had a outstanding career of your own, man, and I appreciate that. My brother Emmanuel told me to tell you hello as well. I know. I was just going. I was. I told Bobby that uh, earlier. I said his brother man played too. So man, tell you man, you next yeah. next time you talk to him, I said what's up. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. Yeah. So so Russ, we you know we gonna dive right on into it, man. When you was when you was a shorty on the when you was a shorty on the West Side, you know who who put that basketball in your hand? Well, uh, Marcus, be honest with you, man. I wasn't playing basketball. Uh, until I was in eighth grade. Uh, my, my sport at, when I was a shorty man was baseball. Uh, that's what, that's what I and uh, I was a pitcher man and, a, and one heck of a hitter, right? And, and, and developed uh, into a Cubs fan during that stint. And then uh, we had tryouts in my eighth grade uh, over at Sumner Elementary School on the west side. Uh, I actually did not make the team, uh, but I went to the guy that was writing down names and told him that the coach told me to put me on the team. <laughs> so wow. That's, that's, that's where it all started. And uh, then I got a, a, my best friend uh, at that time, man, in the world was Maurice Watson, and he uh, he was a just an outstanding basketball player for uh, an eighth grader. Okay. And, uh, man, I got under his wing, and start playing a little bit and, and, and went from there. Wow. Wow. That That's why I said I like this show, man, because to hear stories, you know, of how most of the guys who came on, like George said, he played baseball. You know, he said he was a catcher. Yeah. And now, now you telling me you was a pitcher. And I'm like, you know, why did I not play yeah. baseball? I didn't even play baseball. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, I hear these... It's a different air, man. We didn't we didn't have any uh, 
playstations and stuff like that, man. We had to go outside and make something happen, right? And so right. uh, one of the one of the key things was, was going out and uh, along with playing marbles and tag and Simon Says and all that. For us, sports was baseball. Right. Wow. So, so we have, for all our listeners out here, we have the great Russell Cross joining us on All Ball Chicago. Uh, and we just, you know, he just dropped a little bit of knowledge, but we're going to keep it going with some more things. Uh, so, Russell, after that, you made the, you know, got put on the team. And, and uh, were you always tall or did you hit a growth spurt later on? Well, uh, actually, man, when I was in sixth grade, uh, over one summer, well, seventh grade, over that summer, I grew six inches. So I went from six one to to six seven. Wow! <laughs> in one summer. Wow! And uh, so, needless to say, uh, uh, you know, the pretty awkward, right? Body wasn't. Uh, in tune, right? right? Uh, and most of us would say goofy, right? right. I'm gonna say awkward since it's me. Right. The deal is, I grew just in one summer, man, uh, six inches, and then uh, went from playing baseball to actually uh, started to try to play basketball. Oh, okay, okay. Wow. So, so were you zoned? Were you zoned for Manly, or you could have went any school on that West Side? Uh, no, we were zoned for Manly uh, from Sumner uh, to Manly or Westinghouse. Okay. Yeah. And uh, we went, uh, we chose to go to uh, Manly. Well, we didn't choose anything. My mother told us that's where we were going. Isn't that something, man? Isn't that something, though, how, how our parents, like, like, my dad did the same thing to me. He was like, no, you're going to Crane. And uh, that was it. You know, I'm like, okay, I'm going to Crane. <laughs> but, 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 but to see that, but to see you, uh, Russell, accomplish so many things, man, coming from Chicago, did you always have that vision that I want to be somebody or everything just fell into place? No, man, it, it didn't fall into place. Uh, actually, grew up on the, the west side of Chicago, and we were poor. I mean, we were poor, and uh, our parents did the best that they can. When I tell you poor, uh, I'm not talking about with the R. It was just P-O-O. -O. We, so we you know, our parents did the best that they could, man. And, and uh, we went to uh, public school. And we had to walk to public school, and then uh, we uh, had had each other. It was six of us uh, and siblings, and my my two parents who were uh, one was an evangelist, and the other one was uh, an elder. And so we went to church and school and home, and that that's pretty much tied it up for us. And then as we got into um, the the later years of grammar school and high school. Uh, you know, the baseball opportunity opened up, the the basketball opportunity opened up, and I actually wanted to play both sports. And it was funny uh, to, to say that because I asked my mom at the time, I said, is it possible that I could play baseball and basketball? 
and she at the time her response was, "Well, you're probably gonna have to talk to the mayor about that." So <laughs> we, we didn't have any understanding at that time that that was even feasible, right? But I wanted to play both because I had a such a passion for baseball and then a growth spurt, uh, and now playing playing basketball, right? So. Uh, um, and education was always a push for my mom and, and my dad. So uh, those areas were, were covered for, for sports and then in academics as well. Wow. That's wow. That's so how fast did, could you throw that ball, that baseball? How hard? Uh, I never I never timed it, but uh, I can tell a fisherman's lie. That, hey, I can get it up. <laughs> I can get it up there like Mr. Chapman. <laughs> but but uh, I, I, I can throw pretty good, man. Uh, you know, I could uh, work fastball, curveball, split finger fastball. Dang. Uh, you know, I, 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 no one taught us. Uh, we just imitated what we saw on television uh, with, the, with the Cubs and, you know, the uh, Ferguson Jenkins, Milk Pappish. Uh, those guys, right? Wow. Uh, you so playing strikeout, right? You playing strikeout? Yeah, with the well, box you know what? We were, playing, we were playing both strike them out off the wall. They, you know, a lot of people don't know about that, but we were playing strike them out off the wall and right. sandlot. Right? Okay. We our neighborhood team, and we would go out and play in the sandlot or bacon lot uh, and, and miss everything that was crumbled in it, right? But wow. it was in the neighborhoods. Wow. It's, it's interesting, though, Russell, that you said you watched baseball and mimicked that and then went out. It's the same thing with basketball because I know I did it. I watched television and went out and tried to do it. So I'm pretty sure you did the same thing on the basketball court, mimicking oh. you know some of the idols that you – some of the people that you looked up to and saw on television said, man, I like that move that he did. Who was one of some of the guys that – because since you were that power forward slash center – who were some of the guys that you looked up to back in the days that played in the NBA before you did? Yeah, man. Uh, I I tell you, it, it, now y'all going to laugh at this, but. Uh, Don't say Dave Corzine. Well, <laughs> I'm going to go with no, man. Well, I won't say Tom Borwinkle either, right? But okay. The, 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 the guys I looked at, man, uh, uh, was, was Dr. J was my guy. 100%. Okay. And then uh, I wanted to play point guard. So Reggie Theus and, and Magic Johnson. Wow. Uh, those guys were, you know, and then the good news was, man, we were, while we were at Manly, on a side note with that, Reggie actually came over, man, and uh, was kind of a mentor to us. Really? So it was, it was all, yeah, man, he came over and spent some time with us, man, and was a mentor and I got an opportunity to kind of hang out with him a little bit and uh, see how he handled the ball. And I tried to mimic some of those things in practices. And, of course, Coach Willie said, hey, get down on the post. Man. What you doing? Hey, right? hey Liv, so, rewind him back, though, on that, on the high school thing. Okay. Being manly, the only team to ever do. I mean, it's been 40 years, Liv. Yeah, brother, it's 40, 40 you break years, man. He was breaking up a little bit. What'd you say? Oh, yeah, man. Shoot. Uh, Manly, you know, was 
I mean, Russell actually put them on the map. If you, put, if you ask me, he went actually put because I know when I was watching basketball, and that was 1980, man. I was still a little pup, but you know, I you know I used to read the articles and all that about you know the the guys that's hooping before I you know even started really getting involved, and I used to see the name, you know, and I saw Manly, and Who I'm did like, beat, though? Who did they beat though for that uh, state championship that year? I don't know if it was Effingham. Effingham, yeah. Effingham downstate. And, man, it was my first opportunity to play against a uh, 7-2 uh, opponent. Was that Uwe Blob? Uwe Blob, yeah. Yep. Uwe Blob, yeah. Yep. yeah. Take us through that, though, uh, uh, Russ. I just want to know because I remember that vaguely, that, that yeah. state championship. So leading to that, man, we were uh, – we had, a you know, a very good team – from our uh, far south, uh, we kept that team all the way together, man, through our senior year. And so in our junior year, man, we were able to go down state, but uh, we lost to, uh, um, who did we lose to? Uh, God, I can't think, it was the Douglas brothers. I can't think of the Quincy. Oh, Quincy, Quincy. So we lost, yeah, we lost to Quincy uh, in, in the first round of being down state. And so coming back home, um, our our rivals in the next year, our rivals was Western House. We had to get over Ben Hump to go downstate. Mm -hmm. so for two years, they kept us from going downstate. And then we finally beat them in, like, I think it was a double overtime uh, at the amphitheater. Dang. And we went downstate and we lost to Quincy. And then we came back that next year and uh, we got over the Hump of Western House and Collins high school became a direct foe right, right down the street and they became a direct rivalry of us and we played them and beat them in the amphitheater that year and then went down state uh and and you guys probably know tim anderson uh leonard jones roy spearman ron washington vincent johnson uh maurice watson that's your Michael squad Rose. that's our squad we went down there man and uh we, we weren't scared. We weren't afraid this time. We knew what to expect. And we went down there on a mission and, and almost lost uh, to Donald's Grove in the first game. Oh. That went down to the wire. And uh, after that, man, it was just blowout city until we got <laughs> to the finals where we saw uh, Mitch Arnold, who could actually fill that puppy up. The, the white kid right. uh, could actually fill it up, man. And uh, we used up about Fifteen fouls on him to make sure <laughs> we rub out him a little bit and kind of get that thing to shorten up. But uh, we we were able to prevail uh, under Coach Willie Little and uh, bring a state title, uh, the only one back to Manly High School, uh, bring a state title back uh, to the city of Chicago. Man, it was as outstanding. And we were and we were definitely all proud, man, to to uh, to see that because you know back then it was. You know, and even when my era came, there was only one team, one school going downstate from the CPS. So we, sure. once one team went down, and we all pulling for that one team to to bring home exactly that trophy. Right. You know, so exactly yeah. Right. And Russell, I think you guys only lost one game that year, right? Yeah, and and it was a controversial uh, call at the end of the game, and it was the only game we lost. Uh, and I think, man, we only lost four games between my junior and senior year. 
and the game that we lost was to Collins at our little Cracker Jack gym. And it, um, I'll never forget this. Dan Montgomery took the ball out uh, out of the net without stepping out of bounds and threw it down to Kenny uh, Snake. And, and Snake went up to lay the ball up, and I blocked it and uh, on, the, on, the, on the backboard. And the referee fell into the crowd because, you know, our out of bounds, out of bounds was actually where the crowd was standing. He fell into the crowd. We thought we won the game. He came out and and counted the bucket. Oh wow! Hey, but it didn't go in. We lost. It didn't go in. Wow. He counted the bucket, called it goaltending, and uh, we lost. That was the only game we lost that that year. Wow! So you guys could have went undefeated. Wow. Well, you guys did yeah, go undefeated. They cheated you. They cheated you. They cheated. I'm gonna go with they cheated us, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they cheated you, man. So, 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 what do you think about today's game, though? Like in Chicago, I'm not talking about in general. I'm just talking about Chicago basketball uh, with the with that setup, the way they have it. And back then, when it was set up with the one A and the two A only, and, you know, and the best best team from Chicago public schools the one to go downstate. But now it's kind of you know, they got all these, you know, classes now. They got 1A, 2A, 3A, 4A. Uh, what do you think about that? If Do you think it's good for Chicago basketball now they get now that they get multiple with more teams down there? Or do you like did you like the setup that they had back in the day? Uh, the setup back in the day was uh, is what it was, right? Um, mm -hmm. you, you had to fight and crawl to get out of here and to get the opportunity to get downstate. Um, and, and I like that, right, because mm -hmm. it, it was – it was it was do or die, and every game was going to be intense, and and the players were up to the task for that. Uh, and I also like uh, the format that they have now because it gives a lot more teams an opportunity to get down there to experience uh, being downstate, seeing some different culture, playing in a bigger uh, arena, uh, and, and away from Chicago. So you know, in, in a balance of the two. I, I kind of draw even on it, mm -hmm. right? Uh, uh, I like the, the era I played in. I, I like to see the kids because I coach uh, girls um, basketball at, at uh, uh, River Forest, uh, Trinity and River Forest. And uh, we had an opportunity to go downstate with that team as well. And it was still kind of under the same format we were under. And then after that, man, you know, they, they split all these divisions up. And now, you know, it, it was it, at first, to be honest with you, it was kind of hard for me to keep up. I was like, God, dog, right? Because when I, when I, when I came up, man, it was when we went downstate, it was Channel 9, right? Yep. It, it was Channel 9, and you got an opportunity to uh, – my wife's getting in the car, so. Okay. But uh, it was Channel 9, and you had an opportunity to uh, – to, to be on television for the first time, right. you know, right? And uh, and and actually, uh, people get an opportunity to see you play that would never have seen you play because you're just here locally in Chicago. Mm -hmm. But then they started doing all, all these these divisions. I, I got lost on that for a minute, <laughs> and I had to recapture that and understand uh, how they split it up and why they split it up, and uh, kind of enjoyed it after that. Right. Now, let's move on a little before we fast forward a little bit. You was a McDonald's All-American. Um, 
was who was on your teams if you remember some of the players that played in that McDonald All American game and where was it played at? Oh man, it was played in uh, in Oakland uh, at the Oakland Coliseum, right? Oh, that's uh, nice. And it's, it's crazy because that's where I was drafted, right? Right. <laughs> to play there as well. But uh, Doc Rivers was on that team. Uh, Sam Perkins was there. Oh. Uh, Earl Jones, I don't know if you guys remember him. He was playing out there. Um, those are, you know, those are the guys I can remember right remember. off the top of my head. Right. But, I mean, those are significant basketball players, right? And, and a very talented group of guys that went out there and played with us. Right. Now, did you commit to Purdue early or did you wait to later on to commit, sign to play for Purdue? And who was the other teams that recru recruited you? Because I want to know how did Illinois, the University of Illinois, let you get out of the state? They didn't. They did. They did all they could. <laughs> my, man, my man Derek Harper, man, he, he recruited me pretty hard on that one. Okay. Uh, but but uh, you know I'm blessed in that sense that man I really had an opportunity, uh, Marcus and Robert, to go to any any university I would have decided. Wow. Um, and and I've narrowed it down to to six. Uh, three of them were Big Ten. It was Iowa. Illinois and Purdue, and then uh, uh, the, the other one I think was uh, UCLA, and then I forget the other two, but uh, I, I narrowed it down. Now, the one college that did not recruit me not DePaul? Uh, at all, no, DePaul did as well, Okay, but it was uh, Indiana, Bobby Knight. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I tried to hurt him every time I got an opportunity. <laughs> well, right? You he, took it personally. Yeah, wow. I took that very Right. Especially since now he's, he's my direct rivalry in college, right? Right, they are. They are. But, but we had um, we had a good opportunity, man. Don't, you know, it was pretty hectic. And then there was some controversy uh, as I made my selection. So I made my selection late. I actually uh, had to uh, change up because I had initially selected under some pressures what I won't go into, right? Okay. Uh, to okay. go into, uh, and I selected UIC, which is at that time was a Division two school. Okay. And they were going to convert in a year to Division one, And then, um, man, Coach Gene Cady, Lee Rose was a coach at Purdue, which I fell in love with because I played with him in the Spartakiad games over in Russia as a senior. And uh, going into my senior year. So uh, I, 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 really like Purdue and what I saw there when I was down there practicing with those guys and Joe Barry Carroll and Andrew Tony and wow. all those guys when we were down there, right? So I, f I fell in love with that. And then uh, Coach Rose left and went to South Florida. And Gene Cady came in and, man, he came in and, and we sat and talked and he recruited me. And I really liked what he was saying. He didn't have to sell me too much because I like Purdue. And, mm -hmm. uh, and that's how our relationship started. And uh, I'm glad I, I made that, that choice, right? And it wasn't too far from Chicago either. Man, that's, that made it even better because it was, you know, a couple hours away. My, my family had an opportunity to drive down and see me uh, play. And, and, and the other side of that is I'll get an opportunity to come home. 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna ask him why he didn't take UCLA because uh, I know that's tempting. No, UCLA, man, they 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 came in strong, but way too far away, right? Yeah. Uh, and and then right after that, man, they fell into some uh, some NCAA violations. Ooh. So and, and yeah, so it was it was it was pretty pretty cool. Alabama was one of my other choices too. I went and visited those. I'll yeah. committed to them. I like those as well. But I, I, I chose Purdue because it was close. Family could um, uh, come and see me play. New coach uh, had an opportunity to to start. Right, mm-hmm. that was key for me. Joe Barry was leaving, mm-hmm. and uh, the backup center that they had at the time, Ted Benson. I thought I could outplay him, and 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 I said, you know what? I'm going to go to Purdue and play because I think Illinois at that time, Marcus, I think they had uh, Holcomb, Griffin. They were solid at the center position. Okay. And and, and it would set me back, uh, if I remember correctly, it would set me back a year from playing. You know, I'll probably get some time, but I felt they were pretty pretty established in the, in the, in the middle. And Joe Barry was leaving. Man, Russell, that's interesting, man, because I wish I would have thought, you know, some of the way you was thinking back, back then coming out of high school, looking at the players who were there before you and this and that. I was just yeah. caught up in the hoopla, right? I'm like, man, all these schools are recruiting me, this and that. And I never really got a chance to really dissect it and say, you know what? If I go play here, I'm going to be playing behind this guy. If I go here, I'm going to be playing behind this guy. Oh, he's got two more years left, this and that. But it seemed like you did your homework. You're like, man, you know what? Illinois got two centers over there, and they, they sophomores and freshmen. I can't, man, I'm not going there. So yeah. I, I like that, and I think this can help some kids understand what this recruiting looks like, you know, that just because yeah. certain schools recruit you doesn't mean you need to really go there unless you do your homework and understand you might be playing behind somebody for two years. Absolutely. And, that, and that's, that's a good point, man. And my, my deal was, uh, even to this day, Marcus and, and Robert, I don't like sitting on the bench, man. I, 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 I hate going to watch a game and have to sit on the bench, right? <laughs> so the deal was, my whole thing was I, I desired to play, and I desired to be at an established program. And and when Coach Katie came in, it gave me an opportunity to start fresh. I mean, he didn't know the players that were there, right? He didn't have no established lineup, right? It was open, and so – uh, it is very important to do your homework on the program, the coaches, the players, the opportunity, right, the distance. All of that matters uh, for you to be uh, at a place of being successful in what you want to do. That's amazing. That's amazing. Marcus, you're right, though, man. Imagine if you would have really looked at the tip of the scale. Because Marcus would go, go to another school, too. He would have been starting probably as a freshman. <laughs> But you know, it is yeah, what it he is. Made up, he made up some major ground, though. Yeah. Oh man. hell yeah! I mean, yeah. no question, no question. He made up man. some major ground, and and that and that's what happened because sometimes you can do the right calculations, right? And there's a player there, man, that that was uh, underutilized in the high school, or underutilized on the team that you were you selected to go to mm-hmm. university, and he has a breakout year. Right, mm-hmm. and so it doesn't. You can do all the calculations. Doesn't mean you're going to get everything you're going after. It still may be a waiting period, and you still might have to work your tail off to get it get it accomplished. Right. 
So now, now, so is is Russell Cross still watching basketball? Or are you just like, man, that's out of me. I don't care about it no more. I don't have no skin in the game. You know, I don't have no family in the game that's, you know, playing or anything like that. Are you still watching the game or are you you just, you know, I don't want to be even bothered with it now? I'm going to tell you, man, I, I can't get it out of me, right? I mean, my head still says I'm 21, ready to go. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> my body don't line up with that. And, and my wife can tell you, man, uh, we got to watch different TVs because I'm at all levels of basketball, right? My family uh, played basketball. Emmanuel played yeah. basketball. My two sisters played basketball. My, my niece played basketball, right? She was with Kendra Johnson played at, at Michigan State University, right? Oh. All, everybody played basketball, right? And uh, I, I wanted her to play at, at Purdue, just to let y'all know, but she changed. <laughs> State, right? And then uh, we've got some up-and-comings, uh, some little little crosses. Okay. And playing basketball right now, so uh, we're, we're really excited. My my Actually, my, my niece also is playing here. Uh, uh, we call her Cece. She's playing here in Chicago as well. Right? Oh wow! So I mean, basketball is our is our life. I mean, we still get into baseball, right? Right. We still, we still into that, but basketball is is what my family does. Is it, it, it kind of? And I don't know about you, Marcus, but in my family, in my immediate family, if you don't play basketball, we looking at you a little funny, right? <laughs> what you mean? You don't want to play basketball? It's in your DNA. <laughs> So that's that's one reason why we started all ball Chicago. I mean, we're like, man, there's no basketball on. <laughs> we got we got to get some. We got we got to dig in the crates, man, with the flavor. Get that flavor back, old and new. And, and that's why we that's why we started all ball Chicago, man. So, but who? But but who is the player that you like in the NBA? Like you really get down with? Like every time they come on, I gotta I gotta watch it. You know, is it that you got one player like that or no? Man, I, I really don't. I mean, LeBron's always that guy right now, right? I mean, yeah. uh, uh, at this, you know, Jordan was that guy. Uh, Kobe was that guy. Yeah. LeBron's that guy. You got Kawhi. You got uh -huh. Anthony Davis. Man, I mean, you got a plethora of guys. I mean, I like the Dallas team, the two uh, guys. That, Luka. Uh, that, man. Mm -hmm. Oh, Luka and, and Porzingis, man, they're doing their thing, right? Right. I mean, we've got a lot of talent. And just to see Dame Dollar doing what he's doing right now, Ooh. right, oh, man, he's it's just phenomenal, right? So it, it, I don't have one particular one person that I say, you know what, it's a must see. But 
I, I love seeing some good matchups. You know, I can't wait to see Clippers and Lakers, mm-hmm. right? I love the the Golden State era when they were running through, man, and wish I could shoot like Steph. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Liv, I think Steph he answered your question, Liv. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> if they don't play ball in his house, ain't no basketball. Yeah. <laughs> and the wife probably be mad at you, boy. If y'all, let, if y'all, you... with, dude. Every time she, she walks in, not again. Are you kidding me? <laughs> watching TV, this, that, and the other, and you know, my reply is, "Well, I thought you got that television for me, right?" <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, I'm a sports fanatic, but basketball is definitely my deal. Hey, Liv, both of y'all share similar stories, man, because you came from the projects, he come from the Providence West Side. But both of y'all was able to rise above that and play in the Big Ten, man. How did that feel, man? I, 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 I can only imagine, what was it, about 20,000, 30,000 fans in there, man? Man, it was, it, was, it was awesome, man, for me. Uh, because I, one thing, I wanted to make sure that I knew that where I was born and raised, that I wanted to make a difference. Like, I wanted to give the next young man or female who came out of my neighborhood that you can make it too, you know. So that's that was my mindset. It wasn't I was thinking about I'm going to go to the NBA. It's like, man, I got an opportunity to go play basketball and get a free ride, you know, because that's what my mentors used to always tell me. Make sure you get the education, man. Get that scholarship, man. So basketball is, can help you. You know, get that scholarship. So that's what I was going through. So Russell, I don't know if your story is similar to mine, but you know, you can share it right now. Uh, yeah, man, it's it's very similar, right? Uh, it was our way out of the hood, man. Uh, it, it was an opportunity, and uh, we wanted to make make good on that, right? Mm. And uh, my parents, man, always instilled in us that that make God first, mm. right? And he'll take you places that you wouldn't imagine. So they said that, Russ, this is a God-given gift mm. that you have. And the Bible says that your gift will make room for you. Mm. And so, man, by that, our gift is make room for us to, to go places, man, that, that my parents couldn't afford to, to send us, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that I probably would have naturally never checked in to Purdue, right? Mm-hmm. I probably had a job somewhere, right? So it was a, it was a privilege, and it was an honor to to go and play at these universities, and 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 you know you you got some some bureaucratic stuff too, right? That you had to deal with, uh, you know, in terms of recruiting, mm-hmm. in terms of uh, who's gonna play because of your color skin and all that stuff, right? All of that's in there, right? All of that in that package. You got people are just your friends because. Yeah. Uh, you play basketball, Ooh. right? Ooh. And, then, and then they don't know you outside of that, right? Ooh. And people, you know, we went to people, we, we dealt with people, places, and things that we probably would have never tapped or put our toe on or shook hands with uh, because of this opportunity. So it was it was just outstanding to do that. And, and, like, and like Marcus, you know, coming behind me, uh, it was and me behind Isaiah, Mark Aguirre, Terry Cummings. It was it was essential that we set the path for them to come behind us and not only reap the benefits of of, of playing, but even make it better. You know, and I think Marcus right. and 
his his hair and, and the people that came behind him. They made it even better right. to man to the point now. Uh, there's some some good recognition behind. Hey, you know what? Maybe we ought to pay some of these guys some, yeah. some change, mm-hmm. right? Because they are what what's drawing people to the university and bringing all that money in. And yeah, you get a free ride in terms of dollars, you know. But you broke. Right. <laughs> right. You know, that's, that's real, right? Yeah, that's facts. That's facts. You know, you can't you can't work, and so. They need some type of stipend that should be set up for them, and I think that happened through the progression of of time mm-hmm. uh, from from our air all the way through yours, Mark, is all the way now to now. So yeah, it was an absolute privilege to do that. Man, that's real. Again, to our listeners, man, we got uh, Russell. We just lost him for a minute. Hopefully, we'll get him back yeah, on. Yeah, Are you back man, on? I, no, I'm coming. I'm, I'm with you. I can hear you. Okay. Right. All right. Okay. And we got we got Russell man on and and, and we and I want to ask Russell this question too about what we could do better with CPS meaning helping promote some of the players that came before a lot of uh, the kids that you see now that's playing in the CPS but getting them back out there because like you said Russell you love basketball. I love basketball. Terry Cummins, they love basketball. Mark Aguirre, love basketball. How can we get involved back in the CPS? Because that's where we that's what that's where it started for from for us at. And I think if the CPS can somehow get us back involved, meaning coming and speak to some of these schools about, you know, what it looks like to be a professional on and off the court then maybe we can just help and save some of our kids, our youth lives from going down the wrong path. Yeah, man, great point. Great point. Great question. Uh, yeah, man, we we need uh, a better uh, program uh, where we can come back and, and share some knowledge, right? Uh, that That is essential. That is essential uh, because we can kind of talk to what kids are projecting to go to and, and, and what the expectations are. Now, along with their coaches and along with uh, former players in those same situations, uh, because I went back to Manly uh, not not too long ago, a couple maybe a couple months ago when they were playing and got an opportunity, man, to talk to some of the kids. You oh, know? Wow. And it, it, it was amazing to me that, man, they, they understood – uh, basketball players before me. Oh, wow. Oh. Man. So that was just outstanding to see. They were really endowed in basketball, right? But I, I really think they need some, some, some mentors outside of their uh, immediate coaches, mm-hmm. right? And they need parent involvement, especially the men folk need to be a little bit more uh, on site, on scene, little bit more hands-on and do some better mentoring in terms of fathers right mm-hmm. and, and and ex-players because we came up man if you didn't play and if you didn't play on the team you definitely played on the playground right, right. right. we got some right we got some playground legends that's right, right that never uh played on a, a organized team in, inside right. uh, but we need the fathers we need the fathers we need the coaches and we, we need the ex-players to kind of come back and embrace it, right? Mm-hmm. And um, 
and Marcus, your point was, what can we do? Mm-hmm. Uh, we can go back now and help them uh, not only with mentorship, but man, start up some camps. Mm-hmm. We got books, you know, they, they can't afford to go to these camps, but and CPS doesn't have a budget mm-hmm. for summer activities like that. But yeah. we can go back, man, and find these sites and, right. and bring these programs in where we're not only mentoring in life and academics, but we're actually schooling men on the court as well. They're talking about ethics, you know, how, how do you work yourself, mm-hmm. uh, having, having uh, not a backup plan, but a plan, Ooh, right? Right, right. right? And that if basketball doesn't work out, you're not falling on a plan B, you just continue it on your plan. Right. Because if we're talking about businesses and franchises, we, we're going to be talking about that in, in, in the NBA as well, right? That's right. So if you got a career in the NBA, I'm still talking to you about uh, franchising and business opportunities. So we should be still talking about that, right, in the forefront of them playing basketball as well. So I think the mentoring aspect is really, really key. And if, if CPS would uh, open those doors for those opportunities, I think we'll see a better richness of, of, of our, our inner city kids and our Chicagoland kids coming forward. Right, and I agree with you, right. Russ. But I, I think if, if like you said, if, the, if those doors open for us, I think with the resources that we will have coming, you know, to attach, you know, to attach, you know, their names to what we we're doing and all about for Chicago, I think a lot of your your Nikes and your your Coca Colas or your Gatorades, your Jumpman, Michael Jordan, all of them will come on on board because. Just one positive and his former athletes giving back. So I think if we can, you know, implement that some kind of way and, and put that together on, on paper, I think we can make that happen because then I think the Isaiah Thomas and the Mark McGuire's himself and Eddie Johnson and, you know, the list can go on and on. But somebody right. just needs to spearhead that to get it going. And I think the rest, it, it, it will happen. Yeah, yeah. We definitely got to get a, a seat at the table with uh... – with CPS, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so somebody's got to anchor that and 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 move it forward, right? Yeah. And I I tried to do that with the Manly group, and then we fell into the to the COVID situation. And so mm-hmm. once that's lifted, I'm gonna still go back there, man, and sit down with with the people that are uh, at that facility at that school and see if we can we can establish something there, right? And, and I'm willing to work with anybody uh, on a broader scale. To, to accomplish that as well, right? Now, yeah, I don't want to just be a, a, I'm in. a gap or somebody hey, you just saying something. I actually want to do it. Yeah. You gotta go, all you got to do, man, you guys, man, are legends in Chicago. So if you get a good relationship, reach out to Lori Lightfoot. She basically ready to do anything, man, you know? So that's your starting point right there, the mayor and, and the superintendent yeah. of police. You get them on board, man. You guys come back in. Most of you guys, man, are still, a lot of them are still here. So I think, yeah, man, it'd be a great idea, man. No. Yeah, yeah I think it's, it's needed, you know, and I think it would help, you know. I'm not going to say it's going to stop all of the gangs, the violence and all that, but it, it can save some, you know, and I think that is the key, you know, that we need to save that next generation, that next doctor, that next lawyer, that next mayor, that next 
president. You know, we had one, you know, so we who's to say we can't have another black president, you know, in office. Hey, so start with eighth exactly graders, right. man. Start with the eighth graders before they get to high school. And then from there, in ten years you could see a change, man. Well, everything started like that, Bob. Think about it. You know, even in basketball, it was called grassroots, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's starting at the bottom to, to, to make sure you have the proper fundamentals, the techniques and all that. Same thing right. in school. You know, you got to right. you got to attack them before they get to high school, you know. So. Right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all in. Yeah, on and, that, and that's and that's tough, man. I, you know, it's it's good words, but that's tough because of the the, the hungry hounds yep. that are around these kids. Right. Uh, and and they're feeding them bad information. I mean, kids are getting recruited, guys, at, at grammar school level. Yeah. Uh, for colleges, man, that's that's pretty intense, right? right. Uh, signing letters of intent and following that all the way through the process, all the way through the college. That's that's a lot of pressure, man. And so right. we need uh, some strong people yeah. to kind of hover around, right? Because we we, we everybody's not out. For, for good or for the sake of the, the the person or the child, right? A lot of people are just out here, hey, man, I got an opportunity to make me some cash on this person and ride this person's back. And if I show them some, some politeness, buy them things and do certain activities for them, right, I'll get the reward at the very end, man. And that's that's a shame, but it's going to take a, a solid effort and, and some people that ain't just talking. Yeah. And ready to get down into some knuckles mm -hmm. and help these kids, right? Yeah. As I remember stories, Russell, with my brothers. I had two older brothers, and they used to always tell me, don't take nothing from nobody. You know, you know, when you're away from us, don't don't take no money. Don't do because they want something. They motives are totally different. You may think they love you and want to hang around you, and they're your boys. When soon yeah. when you sign that check, man, you remember I took care of you. You know, so my brothers, I had good, I had a good family, man, that that, that that showed me that, you know, if you need something, come to the family, you know, because we don't want nothing from you. We love you because you are our brothers, you know, so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so absolutely. we get that. We get I, I, that. I think if we mirror, because uh, Martin and Robert, when I, when I got drafted mm -hmm. and in my rookie year, there was no criteria for rookie. It was you sign and you show up and ain't nobody talking to you about a uh, social activities, how to hold your money together, man. You got vultures out here, yep. groupies, yep. you got all that. Hey, hey, we didn't have none of that. It was just show up, man. You better be ready. You better be ready to play. Man. How was and, that, though, and, Russ? And if, you, if you get broke, you broke, right? How was that, but, though, when you went pro? I mean, it's just like I told you, right? Right. <laughs> when you when you when you plug in, it's it's you. It was just you, right? You and your agent. And for most agents, it was hey, let's get this contract signed, and then I'll see you on the next time you get signed, oh. right? And and uh, and that was the, that was the, uh, that's the reality, right? That's not that's not something I'm yeah. making up, right? Right. And. It was just you, and and you can't go. Okay, well, you know, Mickey Johnson's on the on the team with me. Uh, uh, speaking of a Chicago guy, mm -hmm. he's on the team with me at Golden State, and and you know, as much as and nice as, as he is, man, we're both fighting for the same position. Right. 
So do you think he gonna tuck me under his arm and say, "Hey, man"? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, I'm gonna help you take my spot. No, you're not gonna do that, right? Yeah. It is every man for himself. Mm -hmm. But now they have a program of introduction. Mm. And I stated that one night after we played at uh, Denver. I said they need a program to help us make this transition. Right. And I think Bob Lanier is leading that charge. Uh, he was leading that charge, helping these young players as they come in, man, and give them a true understanding of what you're really getting into. Right. So at the time, you're thinking, I'm, I'm 20, 21 years old. I'm going in, hey, man, I ain't got no formal training on how to handle stuff. And, hey, you know what? I need to hire me a workout coach. And right. <laughs> it was just like, wait a minute, man, I got a couple dollars. Right. Let me hit, <laughs> let me hit the city, spend some dough. I'm yeah. You know, and, and it, the, the funny story about the guys is they said, hey, we got volunteer practice, right? And and, and I thought that was my day off. <laughs> <laughs> right? So I come in the next day, man. They, you know, they, they, they mad at me, right? Right. Why you didn't show up? You weren't working on your game, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, man, it was the day off. We didn't practice yesterday. They was like, no, man, that opportunity is not for you. Right. You need oh. to show up and be and practice, work on your game, do some conditioning, whatever it is, so that you can help the team. And I wasn't under that understanding, right? Right. So now, man, they bring them, sit them in a the room, and break it down for them. And I think that's that's a model we can use when kids are making the transitions from from grade school to college mm -hmm. or or at least have a conversation. The Bible says this way. It says, bring up a child in the way that it should. Good. Mm -hmm. So that when they get old, it won't depart away from that. Right. They got a chance or an opportunity to do that. So I think, uh, you know, from my era to now, I think that the NBA is doing a real good job with that. And I think we could model that in, in, in other levels. That's real. Yeah, man, we have the legend, Russell Cross, joining us on All Ball Chicago. Man, we really, really appreciate you uh, spending this time with us. I know you got your wife in the car with you, man, and I know she's probably looking at you like, boy, get off that phone and uh, that, that video while you're driving. Liv, you know I always got one more question before you go, though. You know that. Right. I always got one more question. Liv, I Come do this every it, time. I do it every time. Go ahead. You went and played overseas after you left Golden State. How was that That's run, correct. man? You 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 got to close us out on that. How was that? You played in that was that was crazy at the first. You know, I had a, a economic shock. Going, going <laughs> <out there. laughs> Nobody speaking my language. <laughs> I'm pointing at stuff and I'm cussing, and nobody really understands what I'm trying to get accomplished over there. Right? I was in Italy, and and the only thing I could think of was bread, and and the only thing words I could say was child. <laughs> so initially it was it wasn't good right but yeah. i did my part i still played man they, they paid us and all that good stuff but the next six years i played in spain and uh had some successes there was able to pick up another language uh, a lot more spanish than i did when i was in school right <laughs> because uh uh people don't really know you're living on the economy you're not uh, in a bubble uh, where people speak a lot of English and you have to adapt. And that, that was strange initially going over 
for, for a little, you know, West Side kid, right? Right. And uh, played over there, man, had some successes. And I thank God I had the opportunity to travel and put my feet down in some places, man, and uh, and understand some different cultures and uh, the way they operate. Uh, I, I got to tell you guys, the best food I've had was uh, in Italy. Mm. Uh, just uh, a lot of my favorite dishes are, are from there. <laughs> and uh, they, were, they were all uh, uh, authentic and original mm-hmm. and, uh, pizzas in the oven and all that good stuff, man. So got an opportunity to, to, to really live uh, a life that I probably would have never had, man, if it wasn't for, for God, number one. And number two, uh, the gift of playing basketball. All right, well, George Montgomery. George Montgomery. He, he he showed you love yesterday. Is that your brother? Before we go, that's it. Hey man, I love George. We played together. George and I played together at the CBA, and uh, we got a chance to to know one another, man. And we 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 were like brothers. We had moments where we loved one another, and moments <laughs> where we didn't love each other so much. But uh, George is an awesome man. Uh, I love him. Uh, uh, it was great competing against him at Illinois. Uh, I reached out to him uh, when uh, Coach Henson passed, man, mm-hmm. because uh, I, had, I was recruited by Coach, and uh, he was a great man. Uh, and, and, and George, uh, he gave George a good opportunity there, and George uh, did well. I didn't like to play against George because George had them long arms. And, yep. and you know, I go over the shot, man, he, he could meet me. And he didn't have to jump as half as high as I did because of the arms. <laughs> but uh, uh, I like George very, very much, man. And, and uh, I, I bless him. And uh, I really uh, am happy for uh, his son, JaVale, man. And it's just, it's just wonderful to see that. Yeah. Right. yeah, but before we go, we I always do this before we go. But I'm going to sneak another one in. Two questions. Uh, one, what are you up to now? Like, what are you doing now? And then what kind of advice would you give to the next up and coming, you know, student athlete? Absolutely, man. Uh, I'm a, I'm a full-time ministry. I'm a, a pastor uh, uh, at the Next Level of Faith Christian Center International, um, where my pastor is Pastor Emmanuel Cross Sr. Right? What? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we're, we're there, man. And uh, I'm also on the... Uh, the board president at I Care Ministries, uh, which my mother is the uh, CEO there. Uh, so uh, it's an out-of-time school program, a mentoring program, and we service about 2,000 people in the Austin and, and Humble Park area. So uh, and I'm, I'm married to this wonderful lady that's next to me. Uh, we have together, we have uh, six kids. Right, one girl and 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 no, I, I counted wrong. I went to Manly. Don't hold it. <laughs> I got, got one girl and 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 four boys. Uh, one unfortunately is deceased, but uh, and we have five grandbabies. So man, God is really good. Uh, I'm retired uh, from from work, uh, working a job and and everything, man. So uh, able to mentor uh, men. And, and young boys, and it's been a blessing to do that, right? So awesome, man. Um, my my advice to the up and coming, and and most people may not agree with me, but this is with my advice, right? Mm-hmm. Make God first. 
My man. Thank God first. Right? Acknowledge that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Make God first. And he'll take your places. That Joel Osteen would say that you would never imagine. That's you'll my name. Fill your dreams. You'll have you'll have dreams while you sleep, but when you awake, you'll have a vision. And when you have a vision, you write that vision down and you make it plain, so that when you read it, that you can run with it, that you can accomplish what you go after. It doesn't matter your creed, your color, your gender your religion, you stick to the plan that God has instilled into your life. You honor your parents, both your father and your mother, whether they live in the house or not, and your days will be long, and you'll you'll have a plan to establish yourself, not only in sports, but in life, in business, and those things are very important, is to be well-balanced and well-rounded. And then work your tail off. Know your purpose. Mm. Work and work and work and and do what you need to do. Use resources. Use resources. Because you are powerful by yourself. But with somebody else, man, you can get some things accomplished. Because they can use their power, their influence, and their resources to help you. Get a mentor. Get somebody that can mentor you. Don't know everything. And last of all, read. I, you know, I read the Bible. That's one good book uh, that, that is faith-filled and helped me. But read. Read right. what your purpose is. If you know your purpose, find some literature to read about that so that you can accomplish in a shorter time what it took that person that, that wrote the book. 40 years, 50 years, you can accomplish it in a year. Uh-huh. Always have a year plan. 18 months at the most. Don't go five years. Have a year, 18 months, and have that plan. And I'm telling you, if you make God first, you'll see the rewards that you're going after. Man. My man, Russell. Amen. Man. Man, that was deep. That was deep, man. And we really appreciate you and your wife, man, for, you know, sharing your knowledge, letting you share your knowledge, because I know she's, she can be like, man, let's go. Let's pull off. Let's go. We got to go. We got to go eat. We got to. But, but I really, like we really. Hey, Marcus and Robert, she was like this. Basketball again? She's not a sports fan at all, guys. No, man. We were watching the Bears, and I know we're going to go. We was watching the Bears one time, and uh, this a couple years ago. And uh, we were sitting back watching the Bears, and as we're watching it, I'm explaining what's going on, this, that, and the other. And and they made a bad play. Uh-huh. And she goes, come on, lovey. <laughs> Lovey's at least five years removed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, could, I couldn't I'll be honest with you guys I couldn't do any of this ministry mentoring nothing without my wife Marilyn I couldn't I couldn't do it at all and she's allowing me to do that and she's a great support uh, for me a great help me and man she keeps me well uh, established in, in what needs to be done even sometimes I don't want to do it right and 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 we lock horns on some things but man overall I love this woman and I couldn't do it without her Wow. Amen. Amen. And Russell, man, you before she we go, she don't want to get on the camera. <laughs> before we go, no, Russell, no, 
Yeah. But before we go, Russ, man, I just I just want to say from me to you, man, I appreciate what you did for Chicago, uh, how you laid that foundation for the next generation, which was me coming up after you. So I just want to say, man, thank you for that opportunity and thank for giving me hope that a young kid from Chicago can be somebody. So, man, I appreciate oh, you. Oh, man, thank you, man. Thank you again, you and Robert, for having me on. Also, want to thank you for being a good role model for people that came behind you, and you 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 blazed that trail, man, and you gave those kids hope and opportunity as well. So, thank you as well, my man. All right, man, love you, man. Stay safe in love Chicago. Russell right. Cross, the legend. And I, All and right, when I, Robert. Hey, man, thanks for the communication. Thanks for reaching out, Robert. Hey, I'm you know I was harassing you, boy. I was harassing. Yeah, man, that's all right. <laughs> hey, man, I bless you guys in the name of Jesus, man. And, and I really uh, hope that this program go, go not only viral but national, man. You guys are doing a tremendous job. Keep up the good work. Appreciate. It. Make sure you tell my make sure you tell my man Emmanuel. I said what's up too, man. And I, I'm when I come that, to Chicago, when I come to Chicago, I'm coming to the church, man. Tell him I'm gonna swing by. All right, you got it, man. I'm gonna hold you to it. All righty. Okay. All right. All right. Love you. Man. All right, big fella. Peace. All right. All right peace. Now. Go. Man. Got it. People, I, people always like, why you be smiling so much on the show? If you was me, you'd be smiling too. Right. Now so you get to sit back and just listen to these dudes share their stories, man. Come on, man. Hey, right. Hey, this stuff is live to me, man. It's fun. It's stuff that I want to know. So let's give a shout out. Give your shout shout outs, man. Oh man. Uh George, Big George was checking us out, man. Thanks, Big George, for checking us out. Uh uh my Reginald Martin. Uh he was checking us out. Darius, uh David Julius, Marcellus Brown. Uh, Tarvis Felton, I believe Tarvis Felton, coach, uh, one of the head coaches over there, um, one of these universities. Uh, Stanley Gay, Joe Bailey. We got a couple of streams going, so there's quite a few people. Right, because I see somebody over on my, my man uh, Craig uh, from from Robert Taylor's. That's my man. We grew up together. Eddie Smith, Aaron Foster, my man. Shout out to Aaron. Shout out to everybody who's been watching and listening and tuning in to All Ball Chicago. Uh, it's something that we wanted to do, man, get back to Chicago, let people remember some of the guys that came before them and the guys just after. So all about Chicago, we all about, you know, uplifting our community and bringing in some CPS legends, suburbians uh, from the state of Illinois. Uh, it's just not about Chicago, but we also want to, you know, pay our dues to, you know, people that's from the suburbs as well. That's right. Chicago, all ball Chicago, man. Make sure y'all shoot over that uh, Believe Podcast Network and subscribe to Believe Podcast Network, uh, all ball Chicago. Subscribe to our YouTube page. And, uh, man, share it amongst your friends, man. We're trying to get up to ten to 15,000 people, man, by next month on our all ball Chicago YouTube page, Facebook page. Man, come on, man. Hit us up, man. We're trying to continue to drop these jewels, man. And, man, Marcus Libby, you did it again, big guy. Thank you. Think it. I used to, man, somebody used to always tell me this, so it always stuck in my head. Think it, be it, see it. You know, so that's that's my motto, man. Think it, he, be it, see it. And he mentioned my man, Joel Osteen. Dude, I listen to Joel Osteen all day, every day, man. I and mean, I, literally. I didn't, I didn't been to the church, man, in Houston, so. 
Oh, uh, then I mean, I, I didn't saw that right there. Yeah, I didn't saw it. <laughs> I saw it up. He's so inspirational, man. That That's what I'm saying. Not bro. just you know, not just by preaching the word, but also inspiring people to be better. But we too, you know, that's what we're doing right here now, man. We're inspiring people to, to be better, to be better, you know, moms, be better daddies, be be better uh, brothers, be better, sis, better sisters, be better friends. Um, and, and, and the rest to take care of yourself, man. You know, we don't need to hate on each other. We need to uplift each other. And uh, I'm big right. on it. That's right, man. Uh, and we, of course, we don't, we don't have any shows tomorrow. Today is Thirsty Thursday, our last show of the week. We had Big George Montgomery yesterday. Then we turn around back with Big Russell today. Come on, Clash of the Titans, Liv. Clash Damn. of the Titans, baby. So next week, though, you you say you got somebody special for next week, so they can yeah, man. I've been in. I've been talking to him. So uh, Tuesday, we we we, uh, we might as well say it, man, so people can start being prepared for it. Uh, Bo Ellis, you know, Ellis. legend, the legendary Bo Ellis, you know, another Chicagoan. Uh, who went on to Marquette and also made it to the NBA. That's what I'm talking about. So when we were just talking about how many great athletes, you know, and I, I can say I can I can touch on other sports too, but I, I play basketball, so that's what I'm focusing on. But there's a lot of successful uh, athletes who came from Chicago, CPS, that made it to the majors, whether that's major league baseball, major league football, major league basketball. They made it to the top. You know, so let's try to put something to get together, uh, Chicago, and, and, and get Chicago back to where everybody just wanted to enjoy and watch and play sports and get the academics and go on and be successful and then come back to their communities and build that up. That's right. That's right, man. Ain't no sense in me saying nothing else, bro. That was strong enough right there for me, big bro. All right, man. Strong enough, man. All Ball Chicago, man. I'm your co-host, Robert Bobby Reed. And I got the legend, the NBA veteran, the McDonald's All-American, your host, Marcus Liberty. What you finna be on, big fella? Man, I got to get my look away, my magic. <sighs> <laughs> my man, Marcus Liberty, man. man Peace, I'm out big bro. I'm out of here, man. Peace, be safe, and... uh. Man, talk about your oh, yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. your 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 device, man. Before oh, we man. go, oh yeah, man, I'm gonna be dropping this. Uh, I got the device dropping September 25th. Uh, the world's first social distance device called the Culture, and uh, Liv going Dorsey. He know he is because uh, he one of my main man, but it's helped amplify your voice and also it gives you space when you work with people. So that's a, that's gonna be uh, next week. We'll be able to do some demonstrations and all of that. But I want to also touch on this before we get out of here. We want to get more candid with all ball Chicago because I was with your main man, Tracy Dilby, and he said he wants to come on here and give the candid Tracy Dilby story. So if you have a candid story, you want to come on here and tell your story, let's rock, man. The Tracy Right. Dilby. Tracy Dilby. So we might do two next week then. We might do two. Yeah. We get Tracy to come on, man, maybe on that Wednesday. So you start you start planning that, Rob, and see what Tracy's schedule look like next week, man. And I think that's going to be all right because Tracy was the point guard that everybody was talking about back in the 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What high school did he go to? Oh, man, he was that Jaguar, them King Jaguar. King Jaguar, them <laughs> King Jaguar. 
He went to the, the king. Mighty, the mighty, mighty King Jack Walsh, baby. Shout out to King, man. Shout out to King, man. Yeah, man, we man. about it. I'm hungry than right. a hostage, big well, man. Well, go ahead, man. Get you something to eat, man. All, All ball right. Chicago. We love you. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.